things get a little bit grim. But this is especially heinous. Did you tell the police that she was ordered, May? Nope. Witchy ghost stuff. Ah! Don't make me scared. A spooky girl amateur hour. joyous i am so joyous do you want to tell them what you're joyous about well we have a little bit of good news <laughs> that uh i am affianced now engaged engaged to be wed uh-huh. <laughs> what did he accept as your dowry <laughs> two bags of flour oh and a chicken and a chicken that's all i'm worth <laughs> oh my god <laughs> just kidding you are worth so much more. Oh, than you that. are so kind to me. Oh, I'm so happy. Thanks. I just a happy little clam. It was a beautiful weekend. It was really lovely. Everybody was very happy. I'm happy. I had bamboozled a man yes! into the holy sanctity of marriage. Yes. <laughs> now I can rip off my skin and be the she devil that I am. <laughs> <laughs> he already knew you were a she devil. Let's he, be real. I haven't bamboozled him at all. He's aware. Yes. So. Aw, Ian. Ian, our little love bug, Ian. He's so good. Ugh, he's the best. So I'm kind gonna, to us. I'm just, I'm going to marry him. Puts up with our bullshit so well. Oh my God. Yeah. He's a treasure. He is. We'll keep him. We'll keep him forever. Legally. I'm, I'm going to marry the shit out of that man. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, what's good news in your life? Um, Let's have a little bright spot. Uh, I bought a house. I don't think, I think I said that last time. Um, I, so that's great. Um, <laughs> so that's great. That's yeah. a huge deal. Yeah. It's fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm very excited. It's going to be like high anxiety until we close. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't gotten our inspection back on the house we're moving out of yet. Um, but our radon thing came back. And if you're not familiar with like the Midwest and like basements, Radon is a natural gas that can occur, and it has been proven to cause cancer. And unfortunately, my basement has it. So I have to install a mitigation system. Because once you have proof that you have radon, you are legally bound to do something about it. I did not know that. Yeah, you can't just leave it. Oh. So I have to have to <laughs> install this thing. Okay. Um, and I have to get some trees taken down, but hopefully Ian... Can take my trees down. He's a wood master. He is a wood master. I'm a little bit afraid because these trees are very, very big. And I sent him video and I don't know if the videos did these trees justice or not. So I'm going to need him to go just look at them. <laughs> He'll be able to do it. I He's know. a master of all everything. He's great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's great. I'm so excited that I'll, I'll be moving into a home that feels more like a home than a project, which is what my house mm-hmm. now feels like. It just feels like one thing after another. And we've painted every single surface in that house. <laughs> and I had an anxiety dream the other night that Ryan hated all the painting that we'd done. So he brought the power washer inside and oh. he power washed off oh all the paint. <laughs> and I was like, why are you doing this? And he's like, they're going to hate it. I'm like, not my problem. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> so that's where my anxiety dreams have been lately. That's hysterical. The house yeah. is beautiful. It's I can't so wait cute for you guys. And it's just as close to you as I am now. So we were very concerned that Taylor, Taylor was trying to move to the other side of town. <laughs> and I'm not saying I burnt a candle or anything. I'm just saying that that's not what worked out. Oh, uh, yeah. It did not work out that way. Mm-hmm. I'm actually very happy about the way it worked out. I 
the southwest side of Fort Wayne, you can get a small house for the same amount of money dollars that you can buy a big house on the north side of Fort mm-hmm. Wayne. And the north side of Fort Wayne is lovely, and it's got all the things. So, and it's going to have, uh, it's got a really, really big guest bedroom suite that I'm going to make into like a, a like a lounge for when I have girls over, and we can have a secondary podcast it's room. The girls room. Girls room. Yeah. I love it so much. So It's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. Yeah. So all good, exciting things happening in the little little bit grim world. Yeah, and hopefully this one's not haunted. Aha. It's funny that you talk about haunted houses, Taylor. Is it? It is, because this is a paranormal episode. Woohoo! It's Ookie Spooky Girl Amateur Hour. It's our favorite. It is our favorite. We say that every single time. It's our. We don't all. have a favorite. It's hard. I mean, we literally curated this podcast out of our own brain. So everything we enjoy, <laughs> we enjoy everything That's that we true. do. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So I am going to tell you, and again, I wrote this on my phone. I'm a working Your talents astound me. I'm a working gal. Um, I'm going to tell you about an architectural wonder. Ooh. And historic landmark. Okay. In San Jose, California. Ooh, I thought you were about to tell me my paranormal story and I got real nervous for a hot second. I sweated. Ooh, do- <laughs> <laughs> I sweated. <laughs> Okay, San Antonio. I've never heard two girls talk about their sweat more than you and I talk about our anxiety. I'm sweaty. (gasps) Already so soon. Uh, This architectural wonder Uh was once the personal residence of one Sarah Lockwood Party Winchester. (gasps) I forgot. (laughs) I forgot. The widow of William Wirt Winchester, an heiress to a large portion of the Winchester repeating arms fortune. Mm. Tragedy befell Sarah. Her infant daughter died of a childhood illness, and a few years later, her husband was taken from her by tuberculosis. Shortly after her husband's death, Sarah left their home in New Haven, Connecticut, and moved out west to San Jose, California, which was just a itty-bitty little farm town. Wasn't nothing back then when she moved. Just a little blip on the radar. She bought an eight-room farmhouse and began what could only be described as the world's longest home renovation, stopping only when Sarah passed on September 5th, 1922. Some say Winchester's personal grief was compounded by her guilt over the lives taken by the rifles that built her family's fortune that she believed herself to be cursed. Under the influence of what many considered madness and most now would understand as all-consuming grief, Sarah Winchester built a reclusive life for herself that centered almost entirely on her great project— building a Queen Anne Revival house where, during the 38 years she lived there, construction and renovation never stopped. Before his death, Sarah and her husband had worked together building their large home in New Haven. Day in and day out on a large plot of land in San Jose, she built and built. From 1886 to 1922, construction seemingly never ceased as the original eight-room farmhouse grew into the world's most unusual and sprawling mansion featuring... Hmm. Ooh, gotta rile it up. This is quite a list. Yes. 24,000 square feet. Holy God. 10,000 windows. Not enough Windex in the world. Henny. 2,000 doors. 160 rooms. 52 skylights. 47 stairways and fireplaces. 17 chimneys. 13 bathrooms. And six kitchens. 
Six kitchens? Six kitchens! Boo! Honey! Why do we need that many? I don't who are you feeding? An army? Literally an army, an army of ghosts. A ghost army, if you will. Oh, fun. Sp- spooky soldier boys. <laughs> <laughs> Built at a price tag of five million dollars in nineteen twenty-three or seventy-one million dollars today. <clears throat> Girl had money. That is so many millions of dollars. It's like you could buy a couple of islands. You could buy 71 million McChickens. That is also accurate. <laughs> a true statement. That that gap of silence did not accurately <laughs> convey Taylor's look of disappointment. Well, it's true. It's true. It's true. Thank you. <laughs> but what remained is indeed a mystery. Even before her passing, rumors of a mystery house being built by an eccentric and wealthy woman swirled. I would love to be described as an eccentric and wealthy woman in my old age. A hundred percent. That is going to be an easy feat for you to accomplish. <gasps> Thank you. Yeah. Oh, that is so kind. Uh was she instructed to build this home by a psychic? Was she haunted by the ghosts of those felled by the gun that won the West? Did construction truly never stop? What motivated a well-educated socialite to cut herself off from the rest of the world and focus almost solely on building the world's most beautiful yet bizarre mansion? Sarah Winchester was a woman of independence, drive, and courage who lives in a legend. And the mansion she built is world-renowned as much for the many design curiosities and innovations, many ahead of their time, as it is for the reported paranormal activity that resides within these many walls. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Paranormal activity. (laughs) These mysteries are, and more, these mysteries and more are what has drawn over 12 million guests to visit the Winchester Mystery House since the doors opened June 30th, 1923. Do you want to let your Hellcat in? He, I'm scared because he <laughs> accosted you. <laughs> oh. But he sounds sad. He's not. I, he's not. He's just being a dick. Yeah, I we'll guess. post a video of, <laughs> of Donut. <laughs> of Donut. I got here before Jenny. And it was like he did not know me and he was guard dogging this apartment with his soul. He, sl- he was like, I will give away one of my nine lives so that you do not take my home away from me. He slashed Taylor with one of his murder. Quit your jingling. Come here, let me take this off. You need to be be naked. Be a pain. At least be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) I could not get over the murder minutes. He's never been that way. He's very stressed. Poor Bubs. Are you settled? Are you a happy boy now? He's like, Mom's home. I'm fine. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. Continue. So. Mystery is a well-earned middle name for the San Jose, my phone turned off, San Jose Victorian (laughs) mansion built by owner Sarah Party Winchester to allegedly appease the spirits. In 1924, one Harry Houdini visited a rambling architectural oddity in the heart of California's Silicon Valley. Though a magician by trade, Houdini was devoted at this time in his life to debunking what he considered a scourge of fake spiritualists and mediums. The massive estate, partially demolished by the Great San Francisco Earthquake of 1906, had a reputation for being haunted, and not even Houdini himself could shake the sense that something inside these walls was wrong. Picking up on some popular nicknames of the day, 
who when he dubbed the building Winchester Mystery House after the late Sarah Winchester, the secretive woman who built it. Ghostly tales are one matter, but real-life encounters are entirely different. And at the Winchester Mystery House, both visitors and employees claim spectral sightings. Mm. A number of employees and a few visitors claim to have crossed paths with a Clyde. What? A Clyde. A ghost called Clyde. A Clyde. With a Clyde. <laughs> a Clyde ghost. A mustachioed man, sometimes seen pushing a wheelbarrow in the basement. You know, that, if I'm going to have a ghost named Clyde, uh-huh. that's exactly what I imagine. Yeah. Uh, a mustachioed mystery ghost. Um, or he's also seen trying to repair the fireplace in the ballroom. Oh, that's kind of him. Yeah, he's a good ghost. Good hardworking. Real salt Handy. of the earth. Handyman. Handyman. He's been described to management roughly like this. Quote. We really like the actor who was repairing the ballroom fireplace wearing white overalls and a Victorian boater hat. <laughs> and they reply, huh? We didn't hire an actor. Um, I'm going to post this photo on Instagram, but the worker on the far right, known as Clyde, is a popular resident at the Winchester Estate. I could show it to you, but I did not put it in my notes. That's all right. <clears throat> then there are gentle tugs of shirts or skirts during tours. And the report from longtime maintenance worker Denny, one crisp morning after entering the water tower, he heard the patter of footsteps above. He ascended to let the trespasser know the three-story structure was off limits, but the footsteps always seemed to be one step ahead of him and one floor above. His search culminated on the roof with no one in sight. Ever since Houdini came to the house in 1924 during his nationwide tour to debunk spiritualism, other experts have followed. Winchester Mystery House has thrown out the welcome mat for paranormal investigator Zach Biggly Boop Bop of Travel Channel's <laughs> Ghost Adventures. And noted, noted psychic Sylvia Brown. Ooh, and Sylvia. Sylvia. My mom was obsessed with Sylvia Brown. Our girl Sylvia paid a visit. And famed medium James Van Prague, who channeled Sarah at a seance dinner. He claimed that she expressed happiness that the house had so many visitors. Oh. Is that sweet? Wait, it got me. My feel. Oh, are you going to cry about no, a, a ghost? I, no, I just thought it was kind. Like, she's, it's, like, happy that her home that she built over years and years and years and never stopped suddenly has all these visitors. Because I imagine that it was lonely. I'm sure it was. I mean, she secluded herself. The only guests she had were the workers. Yeah. Meh. Okay. Meh. God, donut, you goon. <laughs> as recently as this April t- uh, 2019, so last April. Okay. An architectural historian met with a house historian, Janan Bohm, to present his findings on who had most likely created the remarkable, remarkable and amazingly beautiful stained glass windows in the mansion. And if you Google it, you'll see the stained glass windows. They are unreal beautiful. We'll have to post a picture. We will. Um, Bohm was convinced that at least one of the mysteries of the house had finally been solved, but there was no hard evidence. So they, Ooh. they, he invest or researched and made an educated guess, but they really had no way of knowing who actually created these stained glass windows. But then the strangest thing happened. Uh, the very next day after he left, a restorer uncovered a perfectly preserved envelope that had been hidden inside the wall for 125 years. A secret envelope? A secret envelope. Oh, I love a secret envelope. Addressed to Mrs. S.L. Winchester, it bore the elaborate logo of the Pacific American Decorative Company. 
the very company the researcher had concluded was the maker of Sarah's windows. Wow. As legends pass down through the years, there are three types of haunting stories conjured from the ominously long hallways of Sarah's estate, so-called intelligent hauntings, residual hauntings, and shadow figures. Luckily, we've seen or heard no evidence of poltergeists and the often malevolent members of the spirit realm. Hmm. Residual hauntings. So in this type, we've gone over this before, but it's always a good refresher course. Yeah. And this type of haunting, a spiritual... Hauntings 101. Ghost 101! I would like an honorary bachelor's degree. Uh, Same. In ghosts. (laughs) I tried to tell my dad I was going to go to college. (laughs) And study cryptozoology once. <laughs> Brad didn't stand for that. He laughed at me so hard. So hard. I must have been like 12. Sorry. I did not mean to. Is there a degree in that? Yes. Oh. Well, I'm, I, I think it's an honorary. Okay. Like honor- you got it online type okay. of degree. But if you look. if like you watch what, Phoenix online or whatever. Sure. Like if you watch Animal Planet and watch like any crypto kind of a TV show, the uh-huh. talking heads that'll come up and be like. And, yeah, yeah. It'll say cryptozoologist at the bottom. And I was like, hold on a second. Hold on. How do I get that? How do I be that? <laughs> I want to be that though. In my 12 year old brain on the internet was like. College. Yeah. <laughs> You probably, I'm sure somewhere there's a master's degree in like folklore and cryptozoology. I I think that's got to be what it is. I'm sure. So, residual haunting. Yes. In this type of haunting, a spiritual playback is stuck on repeat. A moment from the past is played back over and over and over again like a video on loop or a skipping CD. The events played back may be traumatic or life-changing to the person who experienced them, or they could be really mundane mundane routine tasks that they did repetitively during their their physical life fix the fireplace yes exactly purportedly experienced in the grand ballroom in the chilly basement of the estate these hauntings involve the famous wheelbarrow ghost or clyde working on the fireplace and pushing a wheelbarrow full of ash or coal intelligent hauntings uh in this type of haunting there seems to be a consciousness behind the paranormal act and the spirit is attempting to interact with the living world usually they're no more than gentle tugs on shirts or skirts during tours. But longtime maintenance worker Denny, our, our good old boy Denny once again, reports that one morning after entering the water tower, he heard the patter of footsteps above in the roof. He pursued it and it led him nowhere. Of course not. Mm-hmm. Shadow figures. The most commonly reported supernatural occurrence is the appearance of a shadowy human-shaped manifestation. What seems like an are my eyes playing tricks on me moment may sometimes feel too too real to ignore. Shadow figures or shadowy shapes that resemble people are purported to be seen roaming around corners, down long hallways, and appearing in windows. Uh, To summarize Mm -hmm. this, my last little bit, I have a review. Oh, yes! From Rob... He's a local guide. Oh, fun. He said, this house has to be haunted for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if the employees are playing a trick on us or not, but I swear I followed a shadow around the hallway corner and it disappeared as soon as I rounded. It gave me the heebie-jeebies. How astute. How astute, Rob. Got got a big old heeb from the Winchester Mystery House. I want to go there so bad. I want to, I wondered if you went there on your honeymoon. No, it was one, it's, I think it's too far in, like, Oh, like away from the coast. Yeah, where we stayed mostly to the coast, but I dragged Ryan to the, uh, um, 
the St. Mary ship mm-hmm. and the Whaley house. And I was like, mm, the Whaley house. That's a good one. Yeah, I'll have to do that one for sure. Yes. Uh, it was that one's ooky spooky. It was so cool. And like Ryan puts up with my ooky spooky witchy bullshit. Mm-hmm. He does not prescribe or subscribe to any of these types of ideals. He just like lets me run around and be wild. <laughs> Uh, He's such a good man. I know. Oh, my God. He found, uh, you gave me those boxes. And I have books, I have notepads with with your tarot card readings on them. Oh. And he's like, what is this? And I was like, oh, it looks like tarot readings. And he was like, he looked at me and I just said, it's witchy stuff. (laughs) And he said, I see. Yeah. (laughs) She probably wants these back. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I do. Do you have? I have them. Okay, cool. They're just in my garage. I need to grab them. Okay. Yeah, I have uh, smudge sticks hanging out in my garage, and Ryan's like, your plants are dry. And oh I'm my- like... <laughs> yes. Sweet man! Yes, they are. Thank you. They are intentionally dry, thank you. That means for your that input. they're done. <laughs> you need to water your plants. <laughs> Sweet man. I love him. Uh, but yeah, he let, he was like actually into the history of the Whaley House. Um, not so much the Queen Mary, just because it was... Uh, it's hot, it's a high boat, like, mm-hmm. and he doesn't do well with heights, mm-hmm. so he wasn't super into that. But Whaley House was a lot of fun. I love that. Yeah, I love that so much. If you haven't already listened to Taylor cover the Queen Mary, go back. It's episode, episode one. one. Please forgive us. We were <laughs> so new. We were struggling. We weren't struggling. We were figuring it out. We were nervous. Yeah, it's still a good episode. I stand by it. Yeah, I'll stand. Yeah. I'll stand by everything that I was a little drunk for the Kraken. (laughs) That's because you're drinking those sandy eyes. What are they called? (laughs) The Stormy Seas. The Stormy Seas that I made. Oh, God. Woo! That episode went sideways. It, oh, oh, yeah. Don't really remember a lot of it, but it was fine. Oh, speaking of, I have a correction corner from an episode that we did a while ago where I said the Titanic sunk in 1914 and it was 1912. I also have a correction corner where I said that the homosexuality word in the Bible was in 1942 and it's 1946. Oh, four years off. Uh, you were two years off with the Titanic. Well, I was joking. Wait, what? I was being sarcastic. Like, oh, you were four years oh, off. Oh, I was like, girl. You were fine. We're all like not even a decade away. No, it's we're all very good. close. We're, we're very, very close. close. So close. Listen, we're trying so hard. Words are er, right. Words aren't our forte. Uh, we're, math numbers. numbers are not our forte. <laughs> what words are, should be. What are the What are the the math letters? What are those called? Oh, numbers. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. All right. So, uh, we should definitely visit. The, the Whaley House? The, well, the Whaley House and the Winchester Mansion. I think that that would, that be, would a, be so such fun. a fun road trip. Because yeah. I think they're I think they're close-ish. I'm Like into within it. a couple hours drive. Okay. And another place I'd like to visit Ooh. is the Waverly Hills Sanatorium. <gasps> oh, I got full body gooseies. It's so haunted. It is it's so haunted. It's so haunted. Woo! <laughs> That's the new uh, intro. Just that. Oh, I love it. Wow. <laughs> Spinoff podcast. It's Hell so yeah. haunted. TM, TM. <laughs> Dibs. I'm sure somebody has already done that. I'm sure. Right. There's, right. Pod- There's literally somebody's do a it. podcast for everything. Oh, my God. All right. So, Waverly Hills Sanatorium is on the National Register of Historic Places for both its significance historically as well as the architectural significance of the building. 
It is located in Louisville, Kentucky. So it's not that far. We could drive. We could drive there. We can drive there in six hours flat. And that's like stopping for snacks. Yeah. And your half hour bathroom breaks. <laughs> I'm well hydrated. <laughs> yes. Okay. Waverly Hills has been featured on Ghost Adventures, Scariest Places on Earth. Ooh. I love Scariest Her Places on Earth. Her voice as a child was the scariest thing to me. I'm pretty sure she still narrates my nightmares to this day. Yeah. I'm. She's terrifying. The Waverly Hills Like, she would get so high and, yeah. like... It sounded like a scary little gremlin. Yeah. Yeah. I always pictured her as, like, a grandma gremlin, though. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, Scariest Places on her or Scariest Places on Earth, Ghost Hunters, Paranormal Lockdown, and Destima- Destination America, just to name a few. Ooh, there have been... Those are the big ones. Yeah. There's been a lot. A lot. Okay. A lot. Uh, Waverly actually started as a one-room schoolhouse in the late 1800s. Lizzie Lee Harris was the teacher, and she loved the Waverly novels by William Scott, so she named the schoolhouse Waverly School after the the, the novels. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, wholesome. Uh, The owner of the land liked the name so much that he actually named his entire property Waverly Hill. So that is where the name comes from. Uh, In most of the research, I... Uh, found this in a couple of articles, but most of the articles start when it is the sanatorium. So okay. a lot of the um, things don't talk about the schoolhouse first. Um, and I think it was the schoolhouse might have just been on the land. It might not have been necessarily a part of the like sanatorium or hospital right away. Uh, in the early eight, 1900s, Jefferson County was hit by a severe outbreak of tuberculosis. Eee. So ties into your story a little bit. Yeah. So let's get into TB a little bit, or tuberculosis. It was known as the White Plague. It is an infectious disease that was caused by a bacteria. Uh, Tuberculosis normally affects the lungs, but can affect other parts of the body as well. The symptoms are chronic cough, fever, night sweats, weight loss, and bloody mucus. Gross. Gross. It is easily spread to person to person through the air when people cough, sneeze, talk, or spit. Hmm. Sounds familiar. Put on a mask. Wear your fucking mask, people. Wear Jesus. Mask. Y'all are going to get Halloween canceled, and I'm going to have a hellacious temper tantrum about it. Halloween is a is a place in your mind and in your soul. It is not a date. <laughs> so Halloween is a way of life. It is a way of life. <laughs> yes, I think the Halloween parties are going to be canceled. I've accepted it. Uh. They've already canceled the uh, Haunted Castle and Haunted Forest. I it's saw already done. that. If I can't go there, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I'm moving into my new house. I'm supposed to be there on September 8th through the 11th as my moving dates. I'm just immediately decorating for Halloween. I'm not even putting my Halloween decorations in the attic. They don't get to live there yet. Right. No, they just come out. Right. And well, I'm getting ready because August 1st was uh, Lunessa, the first uh, autumnal festival uh, on the pagan wheel of the year. So now is an absolutely appropriate time to put out your decorations. Absolutely. So historically, tuberculosis was called consumption. We had that conversation a couple <laughs> episodes ago. Uh, and just a fun fact about uh, tuberculosis. <laughs> How fun can it be? Uh, 
I mean, before the Industrial Revolution, folklore often associated tuberculosis with vampires. Oh. When an, one member of a family died from the disease, the other infected members would lose their health slowly. People believed that this was caused by the original person with TB draining the life from the other family members. Oh, jeez. Right. Crazy. Okay. okay. So bacteria loved wet, humid places. So obviously Kentucky, Kentucky. is perfect. Textbook. Yes, it was a breeding ground. Ugh, gross. So to try to main- contain the disease, a two-story wooden sanatorium was opened at Waverly Hill, which consisted of an administrative or main building with two open-air pavilions, or atriums, uh, each housing about 20 pa- patients for the treatment of early cases of okay. TB. This was around the early part of 1911. By August of 1912, all TB patients from local hospitals were transferred to the sanatorium at Waverly Hills. Because they didn't have enough room inside the sanatorium, they were housed in tents on the grounds. Ooh. So that's just, I that's mean. That's not great. This was not a good time. No. Uh, in December of 1912, an additional area was added for people with severe cases. This had about 40 beds. There was also a children's section added with 50 beds. And this was for both children with TB, but also for children whose parents had TB and they couldn't care for them anymore. Oh, it's like an orphanage? Yes. Yikes. Yeah. So they just put them in with the TB kids? Yeah. Everybody's got TB. Congratulations. Y'all have TB now. Okay. Uh, So this brought the total number of beds up to about 130. In 1926, there was a huge expansion, and that is what we see as Waverly Hills Sanatorium today, if you were to Google it. And this gave another 450 beds. Okay. So. That's big. Right. And I was, I didn't know a whole lot about Waverly Hills before I started my research, and I fully expected, like, rampant abuse of patients Mm -hmm. and crazy, insane uh, experimental procedures. Sure. And all of the really horrible things that we know about sanatoriums or insane asylums this was not like that okay waverly hills actually had a very good reputation for taking care of its patients in the best way that they knew how and i will get to some experimental procedures that were misguided and painful but not necessarily like unnecessarily cruel right they just didn't know what to do yeah, they well were... Well-intentioned? Uh, yeah, I mean, it still caused death, but oh. they were... I could see the leaps that they're... They didn't know. They were trying, yeah. I guess. Okay. Um, but they did have a good reputa- reputation for not overcrowding. Um, the nurses and doctors tried to take care of their patients. Okay. They just were misguided. Well, C for effort. Yeah. Yeah, solid C for effort. C for effort. Uh, at this time, TB did not have a cure, and they thought that fresh air quarantine and a positive attitude would help cure the disease. <laughs> have you tried not thinking about it? Right. Ignore it, and it'll go away. Oh, that's how I deal with conflict. <laughs> that's how I deal with all of my problems. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because a positive attitude is key for improvement, but people died at a rapid rate, the staff began to use the tunnel that was meant to bring supplies into the sanatorium. This is nicknamed now the body chute. Oh, oh, oh. Not ideal. So they would load bodies into a motorized rail car, which would take them to trains and be taken away without current patients seeing how often people were dying. So it was... to keep morale up. Yeah, it was a false... Sense of hope. ...narrative being 
because the I think the doctors were telling people that these people are all getting better and they're leaving. Oh, that's why we have so much room. Yeah. No. Mm. So sorry. Uh, there are the two large atriums that I talked about before within the sanatorium that allowed patients to sit and bathe in the sunlight and get fresh air. However, patients were also put in atriums during winter. Oh. And there are photos of people just chilling in chairs covered in snow. Like, open air. They did not yeah. close the doors. They just, like, well, let them sit out there. I will tell you, when I was a kid, sorry, this is such a sidebar. When Go I was a it. child, I had pneumonia. Uh bad i was in bad condition bad shape yeah and i had a fever of like 103 104 oh my god and there were times when i was so hot and i couldn't do anything and i'm stupid i'm 10 so <laughs> i 10. would i would sneak out it was in the dead of winter Tell me. and i would sneak out and just be outside in like my pajamas because i was so hot Oh my god! I didn't, I, but it felt so good. I mean, you made it. I I'm fine. It made me stronger. I yeah. Very rarely you have build character that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Puts hair on your chest. Yeah. Uh, so those photos are interesting. I'll put some of them on the Instagram. Uh, treatments for TB sometimes were brutal. Um, these are the ones that are mm, probably less palatable okay <laughs> less palatable uh patients lungs were exposed to ultraviolet light to try and stop the spread of bacteria i'm sorry how how they just i mean opened them up i <gasps> think what no i don't know i didn't really look that deep into uh, that okay uh, since fresh air was thought to be a possible cure patients often were placed in the front of the huge windows like i said um Balloons would be surgically implanted in the lungs and then filled with air to expand them. Okay. Obviously, this caused more harm than good. Sure. Uh, They also did an operation where muscles and ribs were removed from a patient's chest to allow the lungs to expand further. The idea is letting more oxygen in. But most patients did not uh, survive this procedure. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) Oh, you feeling ill? I'm going to take your ribs out. Yeah, we'll just remove them. You don't need them. No. It's fine. Yeah. The one with the balloon, I can't... That made me feel claustrophobic on my inside. I don't like it. I... I'm not sure how that... I, I can't wrap my brain. I just imagine, like, a clown with, like, <laughs> one of the balloon pumper-uppers just, like, like yeah, just going to town on your lungs. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's too far off the okay. off the pa- path here. <laughs> well, they wanted to stay in good spirits, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, clowns. Yeah. Got it. Uh, as far as a death count goes, there's a wide range of numbers that have been reported. Likely, we will never know the exact number. Uh, the best educated guess is about 6,000 people died at Waverly Hills. Oh, damn. Yeah. From the time it opened in 1961 to when it closed. This is a far cry from the rumored 60,000 ah! that some people like to throw around. Oh, um, my God. Not to throw any shade at, like, the paranormal community, but it is a lot of paranormal investigators that don't do a whole lot of research before they go, and they're like, this is the resting place of 60,000 souls. Lost souls. Zach Baggins. Nah. Um, Freaking Zach Bibbly <laughs> Ding dong. <laughs> uh, it was reopened later in 1961. Um, oh, I'm sorry. There was a brief time where it was closed mm-hmm. when they found a cure. Oh, uh, what they, is the cure? Uh, it is an antibiotic. Uh, 
penicillin. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Yeah. Shoot you up, send you on your way. <laughs> you're good to go. They're making it difficult, difficult, lemon difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I think it closed in the late 40s uh, and then it was reopened as Woodhaven Geriatric Hospital or mm. Woodhaven Medical Services. Ooh. This was not good. Uh, there were a lot of rumors of abuse and unusual experiments done to the patients during this time Ooh. of Waverly Hills. Electroshock therapy, which was considered to be highly effective in those days, was widely used for a variety of ailments. Budget cuts in the 1960s and 70s led to both horrible conditions and patient mistreatments. And in 1982, the state closed the facility for good. Good. Yeah. So it had a really good reputation from like 1911 to 1940-ish, and then it was like the reputation just got shattered in this Mm. um, geriatric hospital uh, time frame. And that is one of the things that gives me, like, makes me nauseous to my stomach is, like, elder abuse. And that was a lot of what was happening here during those times. I hate that. It's horrible. Yeah, it's unreal to be able, like, people who, like, worked for so many years and, like, or the backbone right. of they, our history in this nation. And then as soon as they get old and are no longer valuable to society, they just become disposable. Yeah, they just get shopped, shipped off. It's disgusting. And then laughed at yeah. and humiliated. It's horrible. Um, okay, so let's move on to the hauntings. So it's clear to see why people think that this place is haunted as fuck. Probably is. <laughs> uh, so we're going to go over just like a list of ghosts that are common. Okay. Um, the death tunnel is a huge hotspot, obviously, the body shoe. Mm. Uh, visitors often report footsteps and voices in the tunnel. It is so creepy in there. The pictures look terrifying. I do not like closed spaces. And I know mm-hmm. that there's, like, openings at either end. But if you were in the middle... You can't... Is it, like, straight? Which way are you gonna go? Or is it yeah. curved? No, it's straight. It's Can just, you see... You can see, like, a dot at the end that's your, like, way out. But it is long. Hold on. Wait. That gave me oogie spookies. I don't like that. No. Uh Uh-uh. I'm not. You're not putting me in a death tunnel. No, thank you. No. Uh, (laughs) The guys at BuzzFeed Unsolved went. (laughs) And, of course, Shane was like, Ryan, you should go hang out in the middle of that death tunnel for a minute. And Ryan's like, I hate my life. But he goes, and he just freaks himself out the entire time that he's down there. Sure. Of course. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that there was a that part of the tunnel collapsed in the late 2000s um or 2000 something or other something something nine ten ish i don't know so long ago that was a i know Ugh. oh man We're old um so i'll post a picture of that too but it is definitely as terrible as you envision it Great. to be so timmy the ghost Ooh. legend has it that timmy is a boy who is about six or seven who died at waverly hills he is unable to move on to the next life, but still likes to play with people who visit. He is often described as having a ball. If you toss the ball down the hallway, he'll push it back to you. He better not. Mm-hmm. Timmy better quit playing games. You play too much. You play too much. You Settle down, Timmy, son. you play too much. Uh, he tends to run from room to room on the upper floors of Waverly Hills. Skeptics blame drafty doors, windows, uneven floors for the ball roaming around on its own. Uh-huh. Sure. Sure. Sure, Jan. Sure, Jan. Uh, one of the parts during BuzzFeed Unsolved, Timmy, air quotes Timmy, rolled the ball back or Brian threw the ball. Timmy pushed it or something. And there's graffiti all over the place now in Waverly Hills. And he pushed it 
under a graffiti that says Ryan. And Ryan lost his damn mind. Oh, I'm sure he did. Oh, poor. He was like, no. Poor man. He's like, that's not a coincidence. (laughs) I love those guys. They're hilarious. Uh, So that, I would highly recommend that episode. Uh, Okay. You can find it on YouTube or uh, Hulu, I think, too. But room 502, this room is a hot spot because two deaths have been tied to this room. Uh, Both of them are rumors, and you know me, I try to find as much fact to back up these ghost stories as I can, and I was not able to find a lot of uh, facts to go along with these, so you kind of have to take them with a grain of salt, but urban legend has it. I'll take them as immediate truth. (laughs) I know you will. Okay. (laughs) Uh, In one of these stories, a nurse uh, people believe to be named Mary Lee became pregnant and a doctor was the father. The doctor was married and was not going to leave his wife for the nurse. Uh, She hung herself in room 502. Yep. A photograph was found on the hospital grounds of a young woman signed Love Mary Lee on the reverse. The woman in the picture resembles an apparition captured in a photograph taken Taken at Waverly. Um, a full-bodied apparition? Oh, yeah. It looks photoshopped to me. <laughs> but I'll give it to you. Hold on. I've got to Google it. What is this? Waverly Place? Waverly Hills. What is Waverly? Oh, that's a Nickelodeon show. Yeah. The Wizards of Waverly Place. <laughs> God. Images. <gasps> ah! No! Ah! Is that the death hall? Oh, which one? Show me. Yes. <gasps> Taylor! Oh my god, it looks awful. I mean, that's a whole ass person. Oh, that's not even it. Oh, it's not? Mm-mm. Ooh. I saved it on my laptop here. Mm. Is it this one? Oh my god, there's so many full-bodied... Oh. Oops. Oh, I bet it's this one. Yeah, it's that one. That do be looking like her though. I yeah, I'm not I'm not hundred percent opposed to it. It looks a little full bodied for me. <laughs> it's off the bottom of her is a little wishy washy. She's looking a little translucent down there by the knees. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. Okay. Uh so a medium went a few years ago and a apparently was able to talk to Mary Lee and Mary Lee spoke through the medium and said something like two men held me down and they forced her to have an abortion first. And then when the abortion went South, she died. And so they staged it as a suicide. Oh, Uh, when her body was found, she had blood all over her, which is not common for a hanging. Mm -hmm. So that is one thing that I'm just like, "Hmm." yeah, that sounds like something men would do. Yeah. I tried to find facts on it. Couldn't. So, uh, many people believe that Mary Lee is still wandering the wings of Waverly Hills and Mm. that she is the nurse people see and people see a lot of the apparitions of a nurse and that's something that's recorded or like people report that is such a strong residual energy to be able to manifest as a full-bodied apparition sorry Donut is rubbing his whole body against a microphone (laughs) so I apologize for noise pollution for the swish yeah for the swish Taylor edit out Donut's body fat I'll try I'll do what I can Uh, people report feeling 
feeling super nauseous when entering the room, uh, and some visitors have reported seeing the apparition of a nurse in uniform. Another nurse attempted suicide in room 502, and some reports say that she slit her wrists and down ran down the hallway screaming and bleeding. Ooh. There's another story that uh, a nurse jumped from the window in 502 and fell to her death. Dang. I know. Nurses have bad days in there. Not good days. Yikes. I can't imagine that you would have a whole lot of good days in a hospital filled with people dying every single day and you just have to put on a smile and be like, it's fine. Right. And how do you protect yourself from that? I wonder how many of the staff members got infected and also became patients. Yeah, I have no idea. Hmm. I'm sure keeping wasn't a strong suit back then. I was going to say, I'm sure with the volume Mm -hmm. that they were dealing with that they didn't have any good way to keep records. They were very busy taking out people's ribs and stuff. Yikes. Yikes. There is also a a shadow figure known as the Creeper. Ew! No. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. Can we give it a less ominous name, please? (laughs) It is the super bad of all shadow people. It is an entity who hates visitors to Waverly. It moves on all fours. No! That is not a ghost. That's a demon. I don't know how to... I wouldn't even call it a demon. It sounds like an elemental to me. I don't tangle with that. Uh Uh-uh. I don't like that. That sounds like something older than ghosts. It... I think it is. This is one that... Okay, so while most shadow people appear in the shape of a person, the creeper is more animal-like in its approach. Usually spotted on the fourth floor on the ceilings and walls. No, nope, nope, Uh -uh. nope, 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 nope. It runs down the hall in the dark toward you and then up the wall and continues its approach upside down from the ceiling. (gasps) (laughs) Taylor! I know. I feel like all of the air just got sucked out of my body. It's so horrible. There are, we'll have to do this on a folklore, but like creatures, creatures, energies like that who come, they're not part of the story of the place that they inhabit. Right. They're drawn there. They're drawn there due to loss and trauma and tragedy and heartache and darkness. It's the vacuum. They, yes. And they feed off of it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Ew. The creeper. I think... Are there photos of it? I don't think so. I This doesn't seem like something that would allow itself to be... Seen. Yeah. Uh, a witness once said, I have gl- glimpsed the creeper just once. It was about a quarter way through an overnight stay. An overnight stay that I abandoned after I encountered it. They Smart. were like, goodbye. <laughs> and goodbye. Out. So... In keeping with our tradition of haunted reviews, I also have a review for you. Yay! All right, so Christine S. on Yelp left this review, and this is about halfway down through her review, so I just kind of snipped some of the parts of it that I liked. Okay. Uh, Each floor was a mix of history and paranormal with a heavy emphasis on paranormal. And in parentheses, she puts, perfect. I was shocked at how quickly staff started uh, stuff started to happen. While in the body shoot, my husband and I were the last people in the group, and we were all listening to the guide. On my left side, there was nothing but a brick wall. I distinctly felt and heard someone loudly sigh into my ear. That's Ooh. unnerving. In an out-of-breath tone. <sighs> yeah, no. Ew. <laughs> Thanks for that. You're welcome. I hope uh, somebody's listening to this in their car at full volume. <laughs> They're like swerving across You're the road. Right. Sorry. Uh, I thought it was the other guide standing too close to me that's, uh, 
that stays back at the back of the group to prevent people from splitting up. But when I looked back, he was yards behind us. I was floored. It was physically impossible for for that to come from him or anyone else since no one was around me and it was by my left ear. It also distinctly felt like there was someone behind me. My husband said he didn't hear or feel anything, and there was definitely no drafts coming from the shaft on that hot evening. Ooh. The other experience we had as a group was seeing a shadow figure. We were on the third floor, I believe, and it was just starting to get dark. My husband and I were again at the end of the pack, and the group was approaching a bend in one of the long halls. As each and every person rounded the bend, they all jumped like they had been poked with a hot rod and scrambled back against the farthest wall of the bend. Our entire group witnessed a shadow figure sticking its head around the corner of a door at the far end of the hall. I was proud we all kept our cool and no one tried to snap a picture of it for the gram, which allowed us to to creep a little closer uh, before it flitted away. Keep in mind, this building is barren. There is nowhere for someone or something like a projector to hide and create a shadow figure effect. This is real deal stuff right here, and our whole group saw it for a good minute. Oh, 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 no. oh no, oh no! <laughs> and during Halloween, they turn it into a haunt, so they have, no get out. I'm yeah. no, sorry, no, I'm not doing that. I like fun haunts where it's just like Boy Scouts with bad FX makeup. Yeah, yeah, I'm those not... are my fight. Those are the kind that I can get down with. Yeah. Yeah, they turn it into, like, a full haunted house. That's insane. Yeah, so that's the story of Waverly I'm, Hills. I'm, honestly, I'd probably do it. It sounds fun. We should go. That's, like, a weekend trip. Yeah. <gasps> Girls trip. <gasps> Taylor. What? Bachelorette party. Oh, man. How oh, fun. shit. Fun stuff. Yes. Cool. Oh, I Brittany's going to be like, I hate both of you. <laughs> it turns out it's just you and I. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Girl's trip. Never mind. Hold on. I'm going to look and see how long it takes us to get there. Hey. Oh, it's not It's not that far. How far is it? Well, all right, let me look. Hold on. My ways is acting up. <laughs> uh, it is three hours and 50 minutes. Oh my god, let's go this weekend. Like I have a three hour and about thirteen minute drive right now to go to Michigan. <laughs> so this would not be even a big deal. No. Oh my god, we should go. I wonder if they're open during COVID times. Uh they are, but limited. Uh they're doing like two tours i think they do one on friday and one on saturday and one of some of the reviews i read were that they allow too many people to be in their groups like for tours there are like 40 people per group and i mean that's gonna scare away the ghosts right i wonder if walking through if you had a smaller group Mm -hmm. with everyone with masks on if that would like encourage any kind of residual hauntings that's an interesting thought yeah it could, for sure. I'm into it. Do they have just, like, private tours? They do. I saw a number. It looked very scary. Did I it? think for a private tour for a group of 10, like, and I think you have to buy all 10 people, it's $1,200. So ah. 120 per person. That is kind of, that's, that's a steep. A little rich for my blood. Uh. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gross. Yeah. Gross and spooky. Sorry, I'm not going to be able to be okay with the creeper. Like, that's going to take me a couple days to mentally digest. 
<laughs> no thanks. No. Bye. Bye. I'm out on the creeper. Bye. Out on the creeper. And we're also out on this episode. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. We're happy to have you. If you like what you hear, you can probably stick around. There's probably another episode behind this one. Next episode is true crime. It is true crime. This is a big, I teased, a big fatty. Oh, yeah. We got a big fatty coming at you. It's a good one. It's going to be a good one. So. I'm really excited. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Rate us. Come join our Facebook group. We're a lot of fun. Join us on Instagram. And you know what to do. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, we love you a lot. And we'll talk to you soon. All right, goodbye.